have to hold. Hi, I'm Nicole Pass with Southern Pacific Medical Center, and I'm here with Faye DeBard. We are testing out Anchor for the very first time. We just want to see how it works. So the reason we're even trying this platform out is that we want to engage um, some enrollees in an exciting new employee health pilot that we started called Summit Care. And we're looking for different ways to connect with our enrollees as they are our patients and find ways for them to listen to interesting topics that work for them. And they can kind of share what those topics might be and our idealism behind this. So we've got goal setting, we've got some uh, topics about hormones, but we might have some more sensitive topics, things like talking about depression, trauma, that we wanted to give a venue to help educate and empower you, but do it in a venue that you're comfortable with. So you might not be comfortable with a group of people in the Kelsey Conference Room, but you'd be comfortable listening to it on a podcast on your commute home or with earbuds as you walk around the track. We have some exciting speakers lined up, so keep a lookout on Facebook, on the internet page, and also if you want to listen to these podcasts on an app, it's called Anchor and it's free. Hi enrollees, this is Faye Bard. I'm here with Shuna Morelli. She's going to be offering body-mind classes, and as an enrollee, I'm really curious about what that is. Shuna, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And what that is? Yes. There we go. So, yeah, so my name is Shuna Morelli, and uh, I am so excited because I get to be here to teach people, teach the enrollees, teach you, Faye, mm. and the others, about this amazing uh, modality, this amazing method called Body-Mind Bridge. And um, it's something that I've developed over the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 years probably. Um, and... Uh, basically what it is, it's a way for us to learn how to tune into our deeper wisdom and actually get information about whatever symptoms we're experiencing. So how do you go about that? What does that all mean? It almost seems intimidating. Can you tell me more about it? Yeah. It's intimidating sometimes because we have we've never been trained how to do this and it's such an easy thing to do and I believe it's our birthright to be able to know how to quiet our mind a little bit our our you know conscious mind that is always you know going 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 to quiet that down and to begin to tune into a, a place inside of us that has so much wisdom and to be able to to communicate in a way with whatever symptom we're experiencing because it has information for us. That's a, I don't know how much easier to say that. It's an interesting and new idea for people, but it's a simple thing for us to do. So you said symptoms. So you're talking about maybe some of the health symptoms that we've had that maybe our mind is connected to. So I have asthma. So is there maybe something that's emotionally triggering my asthma? Is that what you're kind of leaning? Yeah. And there might be a connection there? As you say that, what is your sense about that? Um, well, I know a mother of six and full-time working, and I'm also a full-time student taking grad classes. It's yeah, very there, challenging. There's a lot of challenges in finding that balance. So, yeah, there's been some new stressors this year for me with adding classes on top of work. Wow. And so I have noticed a little bit of increase with my with the symptoms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
most people realize that a lot of our physical symptoms, not all of them necessarily, but a lot of them are connected with emotions. And we don't know what to do with that. You know, the general, the person in general public, all we're taught about symptoms is that there's something that, bad, that, that they are bad and we need to get rid of them. We need to ignore them or get rid of them. And in actuality, the symptom is our intelligent body trying to get our attention and tell us something. So you're looking to help get to the root problem of what's going on yes. instead of just treat the symptoms. Yes. So it's another avenue that we can use to help heal our bodies. Yes. We all have the ability to self-heal, and we don't know that. People just aren't aware of that. We rely on other people to heal us, and that's important sometimes to have help, of course. But we have the capacity. It's part of our standard equipment that we're born with. This level of consciousness that we all have that we don't know how to access, this level of consciousness will actually inform us about what we can do to heal ourselves even more. So the classes you're going to be offering to us in Rollies, is that going to help us learn with each of those classes? Yes. How we can do that? Yes, it'll be, I'll teach you the very simple way on how you can actually hear the wisdom in your body. And the wisdom in your body could be stated in many different ways. It's a deeper level of awareness that we all have. And once we move into that deeper level of awareness, holy cow, there's all kinds of information there for us. And it is specific to us, of course. So it sounds like the benefits help us not only learn more uh, about ourselves and help uh, learn how to heal from another avenue, but are there other benefits that can help us as well on why this is important and why we should do it? Um, it's all about the body-mind connection. And, you know, the truth, Faye, is that our body and mind are always connected. I mean, they're always, the yeah. mind is in the body. Um, the body is conscious and aware. Um, the thing is, we're so focused on the outside world and taking care of our day mm -hmm. that we're not so aware of this whole other part of us that is located uh, in the biology, in our biology, in our bodies. And so when we get, when we learn in these classes how to how to access that, we are privy now to a whole bunch of information that is going to reduce stress. For example, I've been working with a, a woman in Olympia. She's a psychiatrist, and she's her job, of course, is very stressful. And she's been doing body-mind sessions and taking classes. And she told me the other day, she said, Shuna, I have to tell you, my anxiety when I come home after my day at work is 75% less. Whoa. And now she wants to work with me to teach her cohorts, you know, her compadres, <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other psychiatrists and, and mental health professionals, this technique so that, you know, they don't have to burn out. That's There's fantastic. so much burnout that happens in life in general and in the medical community specifically. So. I know a, a term we use in the medical community is integrated, but it sounds like what we're getting back to is integrating back our mind in, in treatment-wise back into our body. So it is a full, holistic treatment of what you're talking about. Is that correct? I love that. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly it. And so I would invite all enrollees to come to all four classes, um, especially the first one. The first one will lay the foundation 
Uh, so it's really important that everybody uh, who's interested in learning this come to all four classes. I yeah. would love to see that. That's fantastic. What um, feedback? I know you've been doing this for a while, but have you received feedback from yeah. other people regarding this? Oh, gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, every person is different. Um, when a person in, wants to do a body mind bridge session, for example, a private session with me, it's because they've got something that's been going on that they can't figure out, or perhaps it remains undiagnosed. Um, the providers will say, gosh, we're not sure what's going on with you. And that happens often, especially with chronic things. Um, and so the person who comes to a body mind bridge session, for example, um, is ready. They are ready to shift something in their deeper awareness that keeps, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, which one do I choose? Okay, so a quick example is a woman came in to, for a session a while ago with some shoulder pain, chronic shoulder pain. She mm -hmm. has had so much pain in her shoulder for over a year and she had been to many people to help fix it, massage therapists and PTs and orthopedes and so on. Um, that had to be fascinating since you were a licensed massage therapist to be able to look at this from a different avenue as well. Yes, and and during the interview when she said it, it started hurting a year ago, my first inclination is to ask, so did something occur a year ago? I mean, why a year ago? Mm. Why did the shoulder, did you fall on it? And as soon as I asked that question, she started to tear up and she said, uh, no, my dog died a year ago. Mm. And so you can sense there's a story there. And um, to make this a shorter testimony <laughs> during her body mind bridge session she moved her awareness to the pain in her shoulder and um, help people see imagery in other words you know what is it that you're noticing in in your shoulder and she immediately started to um, emote a little bit because she saw her dog her beloved dog and the story was she was walking her dog with one of those expando leashes whatever oh. they're called oh yeah 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 <laughs> and it was a, a bungee foggy... cord leash <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it was a, a foggy morning and she reached down to tie her shoe and the dog walked out in front of a car right in front of her I know, and and it was her best friend, you know, a family member dog, kind of. Oh. And so it was traumatic for her. It was very traumatic. And from that point on, she had all this shoulder pain, and it was the shoulder that held the leash. So, are you following this? Yes, so, so, and in that year, she had also become very depressed. So was she carrying her stress in that shoulder, basically? And her guilt, you know, mm. about, you know, not being more whatever you know just her so she's carrying guilt and and you know um, grief mm. in her shoulder I mean that was the place where those emotions lodged themselves and so she came in for shoulder pain not realizing that it not really making that connection long story short she she was able in this in this deeper quieter place in her mind to um, visualize her, her friend her dog and her dog was wagging his tail and saying, I'm okay, I mean, you don't have to worry about me, I don't blame you, that kind of thing. It sounds kind of funny from to the conscious mind, but I think underneath intuitively we all get what well, this is. It sounds like she accepted it. Yes. It's going from that feeling, that guilt, to exception. So uh, it's walking our mind there when we've been struggling. 
Exactly. Okay, so it's an integrated. It uh, totally uh, is. That is fantastic. And when she got off the table, this doesn't happen all the time, but in her case, her she moved her shoulder around like it was brand new. I mean, so the physical pain was the symptom trying to get her attention because she's still holding grief and guilt a year later. And it was, you know, she was in depression. Mm. Those were her words. You know, I've been depressed ever since. And when she got off the table, she also had a lighter look to her. You know, she just looked a like weight. a low a weight was lifted. Yeah. So that's one example of of this type of work. So this is the way this is the way that a person can actually move into that deeper awareness, talk to the symptom, get get some information from it, and choose to release it if they want. That's great. Yeah. That's fascinating. And it's come standard equipment. <laughs> Does this also help us with like everyday stress? I know like in that example, somebody had, you know, that woman had a, a traumatic event. Um, but does it help us walk through on releasing that everyday stress that I, I know I carry that. I know I'm sure some of our enrollees carry that at the end of the day. Does what you do help give us an integrated look at how can we manage our everyday stress? Sure does. Um, and to, to explain that real quick, we get stressed when we stay up in. Uh, I'm gonna in the class. I'm gonna teach you about the different brain waves. Mm. And the brain wave that we're in all day long, taking care of business, is called beta, the beta brain wave. And we stay up there most of our day, taking care of business. And if we don't dip in, I call it, dip into um, alpha, theta brainwave areas. And this sounds sciencey, but it's very natural. We do this all day. If we don't dip in and take that time to integrate those two levels of our mind, then we stay up in this beta and, you know, all day long, day after day, and it adds up. And there's no break from this manager mind. And that's what causes the stress over time. So in the class, I will teach you how to learn mindfulness is the, you know, the buzzword now, mindfulness. Um, and that means being able to actually um, at will with a little, with a little um, practice to move into this quieter place where you can actually relax in the middle of your day. Even if it's for two minutes, you can dip right in to this quieter pool of awareness of that we have with us and that helps us manage the stress that's great Shina I'm excited um, <laughs> so I know your classes will be starting soon so I will get some information out to our enrollees but is there anything else you want to share before we end our podcast today actually yes do we have a few minutes yeah so what led me to this work was my own father you know, as a kid growing up with him, I didn't know any of this, but I figured it out later as an adult. The man suffered unnecessarily his whole life. Aww. He had an event that happened to him when he was five years old, and it instilled fear in that little five-year-old person. Mm. And as he grew up, it just, you know, became worse, and he had anxiety. He became deeply depressed, and back in the 60s, this was back in the 60s, he got apparently so depressed that he was... He actually wanted to go to see a psychiatrist, and back, I'm saying it. I'm saying it this way because back then it was like yeah. it was like taboo 
And so he even saw a provider in a different city because there's so much shame around. Anyway, so he suffered so long uh, and he didn't have to. Mm. It wasn't necessary for him to go through 70 years of suffering and fear and searching and guilt and all the stuff that he had going on because of this thing that happened to him when he was a little kid. Mm. And so Body Mind Bridge is a way to um, alleviate that. Nice. Yeah. So that's what kind of got me into this. There's, I, there's so many of us walking around, you know, with old stuff that still keeps coming up. So is there a way this would also help? Maybe we, um, we haven't experienced something so traumatic, but can this also help us uh, be preventative and proactive in our own self-care? Totally. Oh, yay. Totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, and that's, I could spin off into a whole talk about that. But yes, so anything that, you know, I'm not finding the words right now, but the body-mind bridge technique, um, skills that you'll be learning can be applied in so many different areas of life. I guess that's the way I would leave nice. it. Physical health, mental health, emotional health, um, stress levels. Our overall well-being. Because like you said, it all has to do with integrating and knowing that there's more to us than we might be aware of. Oh, Shuna, I'm so excited. And I'm sure Rolies are. Thank you so much for taking the time today. You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Summit Care. This is Christy, your health coach. We're doing a little podcast today with another enrollee, Danny Scott. Thank you so much for joining me today and having some questions around goal setting, goal planning. Some of y'all have voiced that you've never done goals before in your life or don't know how to get started. So I'm pulling Danny in to ask some questions. So hopefully I can help you guys um, set some goals for yourself during summer care. So, all right. So Danny, I kind of thought I would pull you in on goal setting because uh, in our intake, it sounded like you've done a lot of work in your life around goal planning, setting, achieving your goals. You seem goal-driven. So thinking about how to talk about goal setting, you seem the perfect person to talk to about that. So I thought I'd start out a little bit about, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I, if you were to ask my wife, I'm not necessarily the best at goal setting at the house. She's the driver, so I've learned a lot from her. <laughs> But, you know uh, your place in your different areas of life. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I know where I stand. But um, I'm originally from Southern California, and uh, I come from a large family on my side, my wife, a small military family. So uh, we had to learn how to make adjustments early on in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So being able to change and go with the flow was important for us. And now we've got a family of five. I have three kids, a daughter who's 12, and boys are eight and nine, or nine and 10, actually, I'd be too for that. <laughs> so nine and 10. And so I spent a lot of time coaching baseball. Uh, we're, we like to be in the outdoors, so a lot of hunting and fishing. Uh, so we, moving up here was a nice change of pace. So uh, we lead a pretty active lead a pretty active life, and um, it's been a lot of fun moving up here to the Pacific Northwest. Great. Yeah. So I, I also played a lot of sports uh, coming up, and I think that has lent to my ability to adapt diet plans and exercises and knowing how to get 
just move my way around the gym yeah. uh, and um, manipulate myself to be a better performer sure. at things. And as we get older, we like to let those things go because we get more responsible with other items. And so um, I realized I was getting older, heavier, <laughs> and less mobile. Other things, injuries as well. Whose yeah, body so. is this? Exactly. So you feel it's time to make change. Yep. Okay. It's great to have a sports background to tap into because I really feel like sports, it shows if you put effort into something, you get a product, your body, your performance um, at the end of all that effort. So I think it's great to have that to tap into to say, no, effort is worth it. Totally. And that's the truth. So that's been kind of what we have been uh, doing. And we, we're fairly new into the, the diet plan that we're following now. Mm -hmm. um, we've even implemented it into our kind of just our family lifestyle mm -hmm. and that's that's been helpful as well yeah to be able to implement the whole family to be truly successful exactly versus being the lone wolf that's kind of make changes exactly <laughs> yeah so um want me to start with the first one sure so right. um what can you kind of tell me what piqued your interest when the email went out about summit care and you're like yes that's for me <laughs> um it was good timing mm -hmm. uh for me and my changes because I had just recently converted to a new style of eating with my wife uh, at the beginning of December and it sounds pretty psychotic because the holidays are thick and heavy right then right but it was the right time to make the change so December 1st I made changes and yeah. uh, but I had support yeah. and once I heard Summit Care coming online, I felt like it was an opportunity to just take it to the next level, mm -hmm. really learn more about myself medically, yep. and try and get what I was doing at home implemented into my professional life too. Right? Yeah. So you almost came into Summit Care with goals already set, planned out, and it was a supplement to get to those goals. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. So what kind of um, inspired that goal setting for you before Summit Care? You didn't have a health coach, Christy, breathing down your neck, give no. me your goals. No. What are you thinking? So what inspired you in that moment on your own or with your family to do that? So a couple things. One, um, I, those that don't know, I had a spinal tumor uh, taken out two years ago. Mm -hmm and that has caused some limited mobility in my legs. So I, I have a problem walking sometimes, I'll trip and things like that. So um, realizing I can actually take weight off my body mm -hmm. and make myself more mobile. I don't yeah. have to push as much weight around. So right. being not a small guy, mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, kind of a logical step to yeah. move because if I can't get my body to do what I need it to do, I'll affect my body to allow it to work easier. Sure. And uh, that, that was the plan. And, and my wife is always looking for longevity in my life. So yep. she's like, whatever we need to do to keep you lasting longer, <laughs> uh, that, that was the plan. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. wonderful. Okay. So how did you go about it? So you think, okay, I want to make these changes right. to, to be kind to my body. So where did you even start in that moment? Food. Mm -hmm. um, we had joined a gym as well. Mm -hmm. And so having accessible an accessible place to exercise at your own pace and being able to eat uh, a diet plan that's manageable for yourself was also huge for me. Mm -hmm. And I had started doing keto because it was something that seemed like it was um, manageable for my lifestyle. Yeah. I can't eat six small meals a day. Mm -hmm. I can't eat throughout the day. 
And so I have to eat when I can eat. So being able to control macros, those of you that don't know what keto is, you're going to look it up. But I can't go too deep, but controlling my macros was an easier function for me. So what I took in was how it works. There's a fasting period that works great for me because I don't normally eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being able to do my breakfast the way they design it uh, works for me. Yep. And so it just fit my body type and lifestyle. And when I started doing it, I started with just small goals. Yep. And it was like, let's just see how it affects me. I didn't set a weight plan. I didn't set an exercise plan. I just said, let's start eating correctly mm-hmm. and kind of be really rigid about it. Yeah. And I started to see my body change. Mm. And so you start to see that, you start to get excited, and you yeah. start to continue to pursue it a little more heavily. Yeah. And that has been my kind of mindset as I've walked through this path. Great. Yeah. Do you remember what one of your first short-term goals was, like a specific goal that you had? It's It's been weight loss for me. Um, changing my body type through the gym it has been secondary. I've been trying to, to take weight off before I uh, put weight back on. Mm-hmm. And so it has been a 10, it was actually a five pound incremental step. Okay. And so once I got down to five pounds, it was a reward. Yep. And then- What uh, was your reward? Exactly. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> food, but it was like, we'd go do something or it was just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, leave the kids with somebody and actually do a date night. You yeah. know, things like that. Parents that don't typically do. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that because you realize there's a lot of flexibility I did within this eating plan mm-hmm. uh, that I could totally be down with and not feel like I'm lacking. So yeah. that has made a huge impact for me Where whereas other meal plans I've tried before are just too difficult. So the five pounds for me was working and then uh, I'm starting to stretch into a 10-pound goal set and that's more daunting because it's not as easily met yep do you have a timeline that you set for yourself to try to get there i do um for these 10 pounds i'm shooting for my next 10 pound loss into july so um, healthy weight loss for me is about two to three pounds every two weeks Mm -hmm. Um, so if I've dropped that in two weeks, I feel like I'm on a healthy drop. Yep. Um, any more than that, I haven't really seen. And um, you can get frustrated by that if you're not seeing, seeing it. So trying to be right. just reasonable with yes. myself and my body has been important. Right. It's almost like you need to see some sort of change to keep the motivation, mm-hmm. but not at such a high rate that it's not a long-lasting either right. lifestyle change mm-hmm. or weight loss so right. it's the happy medium exactly i've seen so many people do those like cleanses or whatever to do a quick drop and mm-hmm. but it's not maintainable it's not sustainable right. it's not a lifestyle change and so yep. you do the quick drop and then it's over and then you pack on five extra yep. uh, over the top of what you'd already lost is yep. kind of how that up and down ballooning happens and so yep. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to kind of set an even keel course for a long-term goal. Perfect. Because it really is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the pounds. No, it's not. It's what the pounds mean to you. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it means something to something different to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my wife and I were built completely different. Yeah. She's a 5'3 little lady. Um, so when she loses a pound, 
That's huge. Right. When I lose a pound, I'm like, I need a few more of those. So. <laughs> You're like, I just sweated off a pound. What's the big deal? <laughs> exactly. And so we operate on at different levels there because we have different goals. But yep. um, that's how it has to be. It has to be an individual walk. Yeah. Sounds like you built a lot of self-awareness in the beginning of what's going to work for you. It wasn't, I'm going to do this diet plan because it worked for these other people. It was, what's my life look like? What's really going to work for me? And how do I implement that into my life? Right. I've done a lot of mimicking in, in the past, and especially when you, I, I've had personal trainers in gyms. I've tried to stick to their meal plans, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't work as a cookie cutter type of process. Yep. It just doesn't. We're all built differently. So who knows you better than you? Exactly. And that that's how I've been able to really stay the course is to know that these are my goals. This is how my body works. This is what's working. Yep. Let's stick with it. Yeah. Great. How did you build that self awareness about what would work for you? Through failure. Yes. <laughs> don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean if you don't try, you don't know if it's gonna work or not. Yeah. And um I'll tell you right now, the keto uh, printout that my wife had mm -hmm. for me sat on a coffee table for probably three months. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even look at it. I told her I would, but I didn't want to because, right. you know, a lot of us build comfort out of food. Yeah. And when you're going at a busy pace, you just want to be able to grab what you want to grab. You don't want to have something else to be accountable to. Right. And you have other things, other responsibilities. So. Um, but it came came to a head, and I finally had to say, okay, I'll read it. Yeah. And uh, I understood it wasn't as scary as it was. So mm. once I got into it, you realize yeah. it's not as scary. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I made plenty of other options not work mm -hmm. because they just didn't fit me. But you have to be willing to try. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that brings up a great point of if somebody or if I fail at something, it's tempting to say, well, it didn't work, so I may as well just forget about it altogether. Versus saying, what lessons did I learn from this failure and how can I apply that to my future endeavor to continue on towards this goal? Exactly. I think that's really important because we all will fail at our mm -hmm. goals, but mm -hmm. we need to learn from that and not say, ah, I failed. I'm going to go in this hole and hide and go back to everything that I was doing that I wasn't happy with. Exactly. So and, failure is okay. And failure is really just how you design it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not necessarily failure unless you quit. Right. Uh, it's yeah. it's just a setback, you know. So it's like, all right, that didn't work, but let's let's tweak it so it does work. So yeah. it's trying to find that balance. That's beautiful. True failure is quitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, soldier on. So at the end of all this, yes. if I were to go to you and say, Danny, I've seen that you're creating goals, you're making it happen. What advice would you give to me um, to say? And I'm saying I've never done that before. Where do I even start? I want to make a goal. So, goal setting. It has to be simple and it has to be small mm -hmm. and manageable. Um, something that you can reasonably attain. Yep. Because if, if you set too, too large of goals, you're never going to meet them yep. and, and you're going to be frustrated and, and quit. Yep. Um, so, you can't say I'm going to lose 50 pounds and that's my goal and stick to a 50 pound goal. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's hard to do because when you see 25 come off and you can't get that 26th pound, right. you're gonna feel like you need to quit. Right. And that and that's not necessarily the right mentality. It's just making a tweak to what you're doing to continue on. Yep. So the only way to do that is to see how your body changes because your body changes incrementally as well. Mm -hmm. And so it may require 
different changes and tweaks as you move on, like in exercises. Yeah. Uh, your body acclimates to a specific exercise and you have to change it. You have to change your movements. You have to change the combinations of movements to get your body to readjust to those. Right. But if you don't realize that, you can say, you're bench pressing all the time, you know, you realize you have to stick another exercise in there to, to build those muscles. Yep. Um, same holds true for goal setting. So um, for me, I just, like I said, I set it simple and short and sweet. So I went to five pounds, mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat right, so I'm gonna be strict mm -hmm. within that, uh, but I'm shooting a short-term goal. Yep. And as it happens, pick a next goal. Keep yep. working until you're happy with where you're at. Wonderful, yeah. Simple, sweet, and flexible. <laughs> Do you have any favorite apps, books, websites that you've really drawn from for information? Yeah, um, man, we 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 as in my wife, um, I will absolutely never attest to using Pinterest because it drives me crazy because I end up getting honey-do lists out of them. Uh -huh. But my wife loves that thing, so she's actually found a lot of keto recipes on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So um, for any of those out there that like Pinterest, it's an excellent source for keto recipes. Yep. Um, she's found some awesome like desserts that were people that have a sweet tooth. There's ways to get around that. Yep. Um, the quick one just for, for me to share. Uh, I have a problem drinking my calories. Mm -hmm. So that was a hard one for me. I drink sugar, yep. uh, sweets, coffee creamer, all that. So uh, a way around it was a version of an Italian soda. So we'd use like the LaCroix yeah. soda water and then we would use half and half for the fats mm -hmm. and we'd use a sugar-free taurine syrup and it's it was perfect to get you over the hump. Yeah. So that's a little side note. Yeah. But um, <laughs> with that she uses that. Um, there was a Perfect Keto, it's an app mm -hmm. uh, that has tips and tricks and recipes on there and uh, I also on Facebook I Facebook friended or whatever it is, uh, the fit to fat to fit guy. Okay. Um, check him out. He's he's a couple of years ago, a few years ago, he was on a lot of talk shows, mm -hmm. but he basically packed on. He was a physical trainer, put on sixty pounds, mm -hmm. ate whatever he wanted to put on sixty pounds of fat because he wanted to relate to his clientele. Yep. And then he went through the keto process with his clientele to get back in shape mm -hmm. to show that it's possible as long as you follow the rules. Yep. And that guy's pretty inspirational, and, okay. and he keeps it pretty um, ground level. So I think Great. he was a pretty helpful one too. Yep, yep, it's been there. All right, final thoughts. Do you have a personal motto that you're like, <laughs> "Bam, this is me. This is what I keep me motivated." Mm -hmm. Danny's personal motto. <laughs> I, I'm I am not a, like a slogan guy. <laughs> so, so when it, I, 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 a poem. I, I do use poetry by Danny. I know, right? <laughs> Not the guy. But inspiration, definitely my family, yeah. uh, and and that's what keeps me going because mm -hmm. I want to stay active with my my family, with my kids. I want to keep up. Yep. I don't want to ever be that dad that says I can't do it. Yep. So there you all go. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Danny, so much for joining me. Yeah. Summit Care. Do your goal planning. Let me know if you have questions.